Hey guys, my name is Osagi Alonge. On this episode, we're breaking down the classic 2008 album by Nice called Gongwaso. I have with me a couple of friends who talk about the album, the production, and most importantly, the message. Listen through, guys. I'm here with um, some good friends of mine. I am Tire. Yep. And I am Tire is currently an editor at uh, Opera News. He's a music connoisseur. Um, everything that has to do with pop culture, everything that has to do with music in Nigeria. I very much trust this man. And on my other side, I have Motolani Alake. Hi. Motolani is currently the music uh, senior music reporter at uh, Pulse Nigeria. And guys, we're here to talk about one phenomenal album uh, that was released in 2008. Uh, one of the best pop albums, if I dare say, that has been released in the last 20 years. Um, nice, Gongwaso. Mm, nice choice. <laughs> no pun intended. When it comes to this album, guys, you know, uh, what do you feel? Wow, it was it's one of those albums that just shattered everywhere like when it came it was the sound was different the vibe was different the production was different even nice's voice was not your classic the classic voice you're hearing on radio but this was a period when face was giving out the falsettos and two face had that deep emotional voice and somebody came with a husky voice obviously you are known about nice before but not on such a mainstream national level and here he comes and he blows everybody away and the content was also different it was different from what we had the polished r&b lover by r&b Nice came about is a he he shone a light he, he focused on an area like that most people most singers were not focusing at that time, so nice was one of the highlights of the last two decades in Nigerian music that album the Gongaso album. Let's talk about the background. You know, before that album was released, what was going on before that time for Nice? Well, um, Nice had dropped um the first album. It was a very good album, but the impact was not certificate. The impact uh, was not. I would argue with you saying it was a very good album. I think it was an average album. It was just different and and had little impact. I think it was, yeah, it had little impact, definitely. But I think it was a good album. And because the songs on it kind of aged very well. And you had songs like, um, obviously, the lead single to the album and the song. Um, so the um, lead single of the album was Little Money. Money. Mm-hmm. Lead single for them was Little Money. The songs like um, Ganjaman, 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 which later broke in about 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. And then... Made Them Talk. Made Them Talk. Two shots. was a really good song. And then it's... Nice. It was a very good song. And then... What's that name of the song? I do Should we listen to Little Money? Yeah. Yeah, we should. Money. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Is 2008, right? Mm-hmm. The sound is what is the sound in 2008? Who can remember? The sound in 2008 was kind of very avant garde. Um, this is hmm. two 
two years after nice uh after two face dbr drops grass to grace yes, yeah right yeah. about a year after olimens team drops yahuze so we have mm-hmm. an idea of what is raining during this yes. period yeah face has dropped independence yes. yeah you know so why does this album stand out this album stood out because it brought back it's sort of merged the early 2000s inspiration of hip hop with the futuristic pop that we now enjoy in the current soundscape mm. and then it stood out from the avant-garde kind of pop that Yauze brought and then with the with what exposure we were doing at the time which was which was just very aggressive mm-hmm. and very very noisy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was calm and more methodical and lyrically it was a very very good album that you could actually play and it's no surprise that the album has aged really well over time for nice ayo mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was nice in 2008? Nice to so it was your the go-to guy for hooks for rappers. So if you needed a hook, Rugged Man, Rugged Baba obviously, which was a huge single, classic. Two shots made them talk. He was that guy and he was bubbling as a shit guy. You have to and this period that whole Akoka, Yaba, that everyone was becoming was a, it was a hotbed for upcoming talents. You had the Coden Tuesday boys, you had DJ Zs who was making a lot of noise too. Yeah. And it felt like, oh, Nice was on the cusp of about something about to happen. We didn't know it was going to be Gongo Asso, the single itself. But you just knew that, oh, Nice was the next guy. And these guys in this particular area were are the next guys to blow. Like in the whole Unilag area, Nice was the main guy. But you, never, you didn't just have that national outreach yet. You could also say you could also say no one saw him coming with this album, right? So, no. you know, the first album drops certificate below the radar, right? Jabless is way more popular than Nice. Nice is probably, I don't know, third on the list yes. yeah, on, yeah. on on Coded Tunes. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the Coded Tunes, yeah, right? Yeah. You had Lord of Ajasa, you had Jabless. Um, you also had ID Kabasa, who I yes. think had, had dropped an album. Was it before no, or after? No, well, he had, he already done Huge single like Poco Dupo for Face. Yeah. So he was looking at one of the, the one of the big guys coming up. And they're done for Banky. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Capable yeah. remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was so like, nice on the pecking order is probably number three on the list. Right? Somebody yes. was it too fat was, it was on the same level. Was on the same that's level, that's nice, nice yes. at that time. So yeah. no one saw him coming with this album. No. Let's talk about no. the singles of this album. First single, obviously, is the Banga Gongwaso. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you remember where you were when you first heard Gongwaso? Yes, I do. I can remember I really clearly. Do. Really <laughs> okay, so 2008 was Nation's Cup, January 2008, and Basketball was hosting, um, I think, a talk show. He was interviewing them, ex footballers, and a lot of people. And then the song that was playing on the ground was Bang, 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 Bang. So my sister came from the kitchen. And she was like, Ah! What song? What song is that? So I, at least I listened to Little Money. I think the, the previous year, and I told her that, that that sounds like nice. But all of a sudden, I, I went to uni in March that year, and then the song just was gross graded to cover everywhere from then on. From and then, oh, there is a history basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, for me, I was going to uni like that day. I know that I was about to submit my project. Well, you know that busy period when you're doing your chapter one, chapter three. So yeah, just call it. And I was in a downfall from Ogba to Yaba and DJ Bombastic or Star FM. I'm not surprised he's the one that played it anyway. He's close with them. And I said, brand new single from Nice. And I was in the front seat beside the driver and he played Gongo Asso. And it's, it's like time froze. I'm like, what in the world? When I heard it immediately, I said, this is going to be a hit. By the time I got to school, I just told my friends, Nice has a new song. I don't know the title, but please, it's coming out. It's going to be everywhere soon. 
And that week, next two weeks, three weeks, it was like a fever. Everybody was like, I've heard Gongasso, I've heard Gongasso. And before you knew it. Alright, let's listen to Gongasso. Guys, that song is such a banger. It's more than what constitutes what if if you really look at the composition of that song, right? Take away the production. We can talk about production and talk about the genius ID Kabasa, who the genius ID Kabasa is. But you also look at listen to the lyrics and read the lyrics, right? He it's a very aspirational record, right? And that's what a lot of Nigerians, of course, um, you know, are familiar with or align themselves with aspiration yeah and what what is he really saying on the record man he's he's saying everything and everything that is like is a hustler's mentality of i want to get there but i'm unique the proverbs about or your those are like hope and like saying that we've not seen basically saying that you've not seen uh, someone like me before and i'm going to make it to the top and he's just he's blending street lingo with all yoruba proverbs which you have to give credit to next because nobody has used this formula before this was an untested formula and it could have gone either way for him, but he, he, he succeeded with it and people gravitated towards it. Like even people that not the, people that didn't even belong in the southwest region, the song, even if not, people know Gongaso. And that just shows you how amazing nice is as a he knows how to blend the present with the past and create something very, very good. And his finest hour is Gongaso. It, it it was on point. But we have to also shout out to Adi Kabasa. Because he that beat alone is is a monster. Definitely, Congresso is the high point of the album. Is Even it? though, like the other tracks, I think every track on this album is perfect to me. Um, but Congresso basically defines what the album is in three in three sure. parts for me. One yeah. is versatility. Yeah. It shows how nice can really just jump on any kind of sounds, whether it's slow, fast, True. right? And True. He, he just blends in. True. And I don't listen to this album like. I listen to other albums, which is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. I just listen to it and I don't even know where he is. It's seamless. And just going. He, he's just going because his delivery and, you know, that's the next thing. The unique style of delivery his flow. Nice has yes. on this album is yes. unmatched. Yes. It's also something that had never been heard before. So yeah. nobody had used this style of delivery. Nobody had this. I mean, you had versatile artists who could do a lot of things, but... You don't know if he's rapping or if he's singing, singing or for a very long time, especially yes. when this album dropped. And I say a decade later, we all thought he was singing. But really, if you look at yeah. it technically, Gongwaso is not, he's not even singing. No, he's not. He's, he's song rapping. You know, a lot of flows that we hear today from rappers actually. Yes. Just when you played Gongwaso again, I was like, this guy's actually rapping. Yes. Like, if a rapper does this today, we say he's a rapper. Rhymes and flow schemes yeah, that you know, can trace. So, so, why did, so the, the, the question is, why did we then class um, um, Gongo, uh, um, Nice as a singer? So can, why? I, can I go with this? So, the soundscape at the time could not differentiate between 
it wasn't it wasn't as disruptive as it is now, where you can just oh, this is cloud rap, this is rap, this is not what it is. Future is rapping. We didn't recognize it at the time. The band at the time were making song was making songs that it was basically rapping on. Yeah, but people didn't realize. Durella was making songs that he was rapping on, but people did not realize they were rapping. Everybody listen when I speak. Exactly. That's rap. That was that was rap. Let's not forget that most of these guys have a lot of hip hop background. Yes. Like most of them started off as rappers, yes. then decided to become singers. And you don't change that. And we have to understand that this period was still new for us to see a rapper with this kind of flow. This is like a year or two from Drake. True. Right? True. Who basically rewrites what a rapper is meant to yes. be. So him just like, okay, this guy you are singing because you're not doing the straight lace bars. Yes. This is too melody driven. Yes. You're into different pockets. So you have to be a singer. Can we put nice on the global scale? Because this was 2008, right? And then later this song drops, um, Pop Lock and Drop It by Huey, which kind of like skews everything in his favor on the favor of rapping. Song. Pop, lock it, drop it. Okay. It was a huge song at the time. Mm-hmm. I think not. Like the the movement of how of the evolution of rap in a way Nigeria we could we could actually trace bring bring it back home and actually understand that oh we were evolving with the with the, with the evolution of hip hop at the time and we just didn't realize. I mean, yeah. I have a whole, whole whole argument on how Nigeria on the Nigerian music industry has led a lot of innovations and you know um, new um, uh, methods of creating music, music or distributing music. But that's for another yeah. for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and we also talk about what um, Ayo touched on. Nice using a lot of proverbial lyrics in this yes. album, especially this song, Gonkwaso, yes. right? And really just blending it and bringing it into a cop, pop culture, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Relevance. You know, relevance, you know, and all he that. He brought about that renaissance of Yoruba culture in the pop space. Like when you hear stuff like Adigun, you like you have to go and ask your mom like what the, what's going on at the go or alakumiji. Yes. Him basically saying oh he has peace and war that anyone you want yes. that's that's actually yes. and it just connects you. So when years later you now hear a Davido bringing out the Yoruba proverb or a whiskey bringing out a Yoruba proverb, it starts from here. This is like the grand zero where it all starts. He made it attractive. Yeah, he made it attractive. He made it cool. He also made the hustler image cool, like boys on the street hustling. He made it cool for them before, like I said. We only had R&B guys. Of course, we had a few the Yauze guys, uh, ex-projects, touching on it a little bit, yes. but he now brought the body of work, a compelling body of work to make it stand out and say, okay, these guys deserve to have their own music too. Mm. It's not everyday lover boy, lover boy, lover boy. The guys on the streets have to be here too. And he dropped his album 2008. Yes. A year later, Dagrin dropped CEO. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Which is, which is wild. So the streets was coming, but we didn't yes, just see we it. Did, we didn't realize it. We didn't realize it. Hmm. Mad. Interesting. Mad. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually very interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about the production of this album. Mm. I give it a 10 over 10. Um, why? Because I, I haven't, I don't think as a complete body of work, I don't think any album matches this album in terms of production. The beats, just take away the lyrics, take away everything, right? Oh, you if mean you instrumentals? Had, yeah, if you had like an instrumental album, yes, right? If, if Gongosa was an instrumental album, this is, Serious, yeah, yeah. Look at I think Kabasa too is like a hip hop, like, yeah, yeah. He so he's more of that. The beats have to be banging, yes. so, so okay. the beats are not banging. Then, you know, maybe, maybe I'll take that back because you have you have the entertainer album, that's yes. also another album, which, is album is M2M, which came a little while later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think MTM is good as production, but I think for that whole movie's the band Don Jazzy run has to be entertainer, okay. The, okay. For the production wise, yeah. okay. When when you think about the last song of the entertainer, we, oh God, okay, I, just, I agree. 
And just to segue a little bit, you have to give Nice his credit because this was the same year the band dropped Entertainment, his best yes. album. Yes. Chris Square dropped an album too that year. I can't Danger. remember. Danger. Yes. Which can also go to be one of the best. No, no. Danger was a year prior. Game Over. No, there was no, Game Over. Sorry, Game Over. Thank you. Yeah. Game Over was it. And this album dropped. Yes. Man. And it topped everybody. I, and then it goes ahead to win a mama. Yeah. I, first of all, it is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Well, shout um, out to this era because all all the guys, apart from two first of all, the only guy missing here. Yes. All the guys bought their A game. And this was this was a good year for Nigerian music, man. True. A very, very good year for Nigeria. So music. back to the production, right? Yeah. So ID Kabasa produces 85% of his album. Yeah. And it, it, it but it looks as if you know he's in charge of the whole album, yes. right? So yeah. only two tracks. He doesn't produce just two tracks, yes. which yeah. is Party Rider by DJ Ziggs. I was surprised. Who remembers DJ Ziggs? DJ Ziggs yeah. was the hot boy. And of course, um Poffy T. Poffy T produces um uh, Um so other than that. ID Kabasa handles the production of this Leading album. Leading his image. And visionary. You, and you could also see ID Kabasa's growth from the certificate album. You can see how he's also grown. He's done some tracks in between, right? But you hear on this album, right, a very, um, even though the album is very cohesive, the tracks kind of... Diversity. It's, diverse. it's very diverse, you know, and they stand out on their own, you know? So from tracks like... Um, Casa Final, Casa right? Final. To photocopy. These are, and I was listening to this album recently and I was like, these are like serious hip-hop records. Like serious hip-hop records. Very thematic records. You know, the, the, how does Kabasa then take these records and then get a nice to blend in it on it and it doesn't make it sound too hip-hop? So, I think, so I was reading at the Kabasa interview um, about two years ago and I think the major thing that made this album that cohesive is because there is a kind of head mentality in a positive way that they were moving with at the time. They were kind of a collective. Yeah. And the creativity was kind of swooning out of them. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were, they were, it was kind of bulging out of them. It was, it was begging to be heard. Yeah. So at the time, these guys came into their own. And I, I think um, Kabasa said he had merged the Reminis crew with his crew, which became Coded Tunes. Mm-hmm. They, they were not the business at the time, but they were just creative. They were making music. So at the end of the day, this album might just have been... This is the high the, point. Yes, this is the high point of, of, that, the, entire, of, of, the, entire, of the entire era that yeah. they, they were doing at the time. So... But how do you pack so many basically. banging beats in one album? Well, it's Kabasa. At the end of the day, the producers peak. No, don't, don't let me say peak. Peak is a, it's a, it can be it can have a negative connotation. So I would just say it kind of came together for him at the time because you look at Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre at the speak, Timbaland mm-hmm. at, at the speak, which was 2006, Sex Love Sounds. You're looking at Don Jazzy, which was M2M. Is it, is it M2M? Entertainer M2M. Same era. So I think this was his own and he couldn't beat it after that. It's not a surprise. Let's not way. forget that he was really not a lot of Ajasa hit records like... At the time, Shalubadi. Shalubadi was his era too. Yeah, he had done two albums for Ajasa at the time. At the time, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's listen to Photocopy. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not
so we talked about the singles, right? We talked about Gongwaso being a single. I believe Street Credibility was also another single. Yes. That was, yeah, that was, that was, also that was not fair. And, and Party Rider was also the third single. Yeah. So we only had three singles. Even though this album kind of just spawned out and every other track became a single. Yeah, I don't even know the singles. Go. Man, Wedding, Day was a single. <laughs> Wedding Day was a single. Kind of Life was a single. Pamurugo became a single. Bachelor's Life became a single. Atijelo. Atijelo became a Adiori single. Became Adiori, a you know, single. everything just became a single. One thing I want to talk about, going back to the production, I, I want to, you know, I, I, um, highlight here is how Idi Kabasa basically defined the sound and the direction of the album. It's almost like it was ready and he said, hey, nice, I have this number of beats. Come on, jump on up. Deliver, you know. We definitely know that about Gongwaso, right? Mm-hmm. That that beat was bouncing around yes. and yes. I bounced around a couple yes. of people, yes. you know, including Rugged Man. Yes. Yeah. He turned it down. And he landed on Nice's lap and he, <laughs> he finished it. <laughs> he just ran with it. <laughs> Let's talk about the features on the album, mm. right? We just mentioned Street Credibility, Two-Face Edibia. Yes. Nice Two-Face Edibia, very interesting collaboration, right? Dynamics. Very yes. dynamic Very interesting story how they even made it work. Self. What's the story? What's the yeah. backstory? So I heard that the album was this close to being turned in, but they needed Two Face on the on the on the record. And Two Face at this time is not. It's like you want to say whiskey the video. You don't just see these guys anywhere. Two Face was all over the town. This what is two thousand and eight Two Face. Yeah, this was two thousand eight Two Face was hot after the president. Was, after yes. Basso was Two Face. Really, they tracked him down to a hotel and. They got him to voice his verse, I think in the car or in his hotel room. I can't remember where exactly. But it was last minute rush, 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 rush. And Two Face came on and did his thing as so I uh, did his thing as the genius he is. And it became one of the it was a huge single because you now have a rising star and you now have an established star. And it was just the street. I think it's a song that really made him cross over all over Nigeria. That oh, you have Two Face, and Two Face is already a big name, and they just keep the record. Man. True. Dope pass record, dope pass record. That's the second classic on the album. Second classic Which, single on that one. Like, uh, okay, uh, all the, all the singles are classic. Yeah. classic. Yeah. But that was a really, really good record. Then you had um, Bachelor's Life with uh, yeah. featuring three really good verses, rap verses from mm-hmm. 6-0, um, XP, and at the time, a little known reminisce. Rapping in English. Rapping in English, yeah. You guys want to listen to that record? Yeah, especially Remini is on the first verse, yes. so we can, yeah. we can listen to it. You know what's interesting there? On that record, Nice doesn't have a verse. No. So he just gives, you know... Um, he shines with guys. Yeah. And, you know, I had a conversation with Reminis and he says he's forever grateful 
you know, uh, to Nice for giving, you know, him and the other guys that opportunity. Because it kind of just birthed Reminis' career from yeah, there. Kind of, yes. Once yeah. he dropped yes. that, rec- that record drop, then he then did the record with uh, Japless. Oh, yeah. One chance. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that record? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's when he picked up from. So you have to give Nice that props. Um, the other feature is with Pasuma. It just had to happen, right? True. Pasuma, hip-hop head, As a, so um, so always crossed over to you know pop, to pop culture from Fuji music. He's done it with the remedies. He's done it with a couple of other. He artists. had an album in nineteen ninety eight called African Puff Daddy. True. This is how hip hop, personal, and futuristic he was. People African like Puff Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so that record was he's okay. always the guy, go to guy. Whenever people want to cross over from rap, he's always the guy and delivers 100%. He did, no, he delivers. delivers. I think because he understands the genre of music, he understands hip hop, and he's even continued it till this generation. Yeah, yeah, def- mm-hmm. definitely. Featuring videos for Lil Cash, did a song with Olamide. Yeah, he's yeah. the go to guy. He's the go to guy. Can we talk about how nice does very well with collaborations? On this album, clearly does it very well. Yes. Yeah. Even if he doesn't have a verse on a record, he does it well. If he's singing with Two Face, he does it well. If he's with Pasuma, he does it well. You have to you have to peg it down to his style. To be honest, his style is very malleable because the, his vocal texture and the way he delivers things is like a it's like it's like a music producer that knows how to produce and overproduce it. So he brings it out and then he gives you the space to actually come into it. So I think he understands the beats before he actually goes in. Yeah. And so else, yeah. And he's always been, he has always been collaborating with guys before. Exactly. So, so he, he knows. I think he he's, he's a, he knows artists. I know that that strong um, points. points. I knows where to deliver. Again, it goes back to the collective and the and the the kind of space that he grew up in. That his artistry matured in. So mm-hmm. he understands how to make music with different people at different times. This is a man who did an album of, full of collabs. Yes. So he understands yes. everybody. So yeah. Even on the first album, songs like Onilio Ninja, that was the song that I was singing the mm-hmm. other time. The song like Made Them Talk. Give the shine to all of them. It was the guy behind the curtains, and those guys were shining on the record on his album. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Now, the message on this album. What is the message of this album? Honestly, I think it should go. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, that, I've never even sat down because back then we didn't need to think about all those big questions. We just the album is a hit, but theme of this. First of all, I think it is the underdog theme of. This is the time for the underdog to shine. Don't forget that Nice had dropped the first album. And you no know, people were looking at him like he was going to blow, blow, blow. And I don't think that album really did what he expected to do. Then this second time around, I think he came with a, with a vengeance, a little bit of vengeance. And like, yo, I'm the underdog, but I'm about to blow up a real now. And that's what Gonga says really is that something major is about to happen. So it's just that the underdog is about to become the top dog. And that's it throughout the whole album. There are some slight deviations on some of the songs when he has love songs or, you know, but that is the major thing. When he says something like photocopy, cohesive, he's trying to tell you that I'm unique, I'm coming out and there's nobody else that can replace me. And that is still about nice. You can say, talk about nice's career along the line, but when you hear nice on the record, you don't have to ask, who is that? You know it's nice. So is that underdog about to become the top dog? He practically blew every... Idi Kabasana became a big... Was on that same level Don Jazzy when this album yes, came out, yes. yeah. And the whole coded tunes, everybody just they were like everybody was looking at them like, oh, this guy's the new Mohit. Yes. They could be the new Mohit, yeah. even though they didn't pan out. But that yes. was it. So he brought that whole. These are the underdogs, but now we are about to become the top dogs. And that was this was the album. And I think we also had to give a lot of credit to Kabasa to be honest, and because Nice 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 has, has always been saying that he was a Fuji artist at the start, mm. and then he found Wyclef John. 
that your John made him say, okay, maybe let's try this pop thing. And then he brought it into the pop side. And then Kabasa, basically, the album was meant to be titled My Dictionary, My Diary or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which is wild. No and then Kabasa like, says, no, let's yeah. change the title. Make it the title track. Make yeah, it the title track. Okay, so. Made sense, made sense. You mentioned, Aya, you mentioned um, Love yeah. on, a, on the album. Yeah. And one track stands out when he talks about love, right? Which yeah. is Wedding Day. Yeah. With that very interesting skit. That's skits before. Yeah, that's a very... That's skits. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, There's an interesting story about that, this was, that yeah. skit and the cyber cafe. This was the era where people were dropping skits in artistic value. Should we, should we listen to Wedding Day? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. find the genre of this album. What is the genre of this album? It's a hip-hop album. You know, it's, it's easy to say that, but you know, back then, you couldn't say... Nice and we've true. talked about this, right? Yeah, back then, we couldn't say it was a hip-hop yes. album. You'll be slaughtered. We, we had hip-hop music being released at the time. This is 2008. This is the pinnacle of... 2008 to 2010 is pinnacle of Nigerian hip hop. So yeah. the sound then no is very man. mode nine. It's very Terry the Rap Man. They were not sharing the spotlights um, at all. It's very new MI. I remember everyone abusing Rocket. Nato C. It was Nato C. It was yes. Rocket Man. And so Kills. you have, and, you know, Anikechuku and Sasha and, you know, so many people, Ill Bliss. And so you're listening to that kind of hip hop. Then you bring this guy who's on his second album run and you want to say he's a hip hop artist. People are going to throw you out Sac- of the window. Sacrilege. <laughs> Interestingly, interestingly, and I think a lot of people will have to apologize to MTV, but in 2008, Nice won the award for the best yes. hip-hop artist at the MTV, I think. at the Mamas, yes. at the MTV uh, yes. African Music Awards, right? And it was a big issue. Yes. Remember? Yes, on I Facebook, do. I do. I think, you I think know, some of us, I, I was one of the writers. I, I, I think some of us are I was some of the writers. <laughs> we, we, we probably can still go and dig up some of Ayo's posts on Facebook. They're like, what is a slap on hip hop? You know the normal. And honestly, everybody thought it was a slap on, on the face of hip hop artists, yes. right? Yeah. It was like, nice. What is wrong? And you know, and it was attributed to these guys don't know the culture. They are mm-hmm. not in tune with the culture. How can they come and define? But the question is, were they intentional with it? They intentionally did recognize him as a hip hop artist, or just were they just trying to give him an award? Yeah. Honestly, I just I think they just looked at the hottest guy in in, in the game and, and he, said and he needed hey, an award. Yeah, and he needed yes, the hottest exactly. guy needed an award. And I don't exactly. think there was, and I don't think they were going to give him the best pop. Maybe that would go to like a debut. I think they yeah, and Pisco also won something that night too. On best group, yeah, uh, yeah over Josie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they were not going to give it to you but know. It, but so they're like, "Oh, we have hip hop here. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, who's who are the hip hop artists in in Africa right now? Oh, you have Mode Mode Nine. Uh, he's not big enough. He, he probably also won Chanelo, so we don't want to give him yes. you know the same. There's thing. a guy called Mi like nah, no, 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 he's new. He's and then kills on best video. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's one I want. Yeah. yeah. So let's give it to this guy nice. He's dropped this big, you what know, a, record. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's give, give it to him. Well, that's, that's the funny thing. When greatness happens, you know, even mistakes now become mm. at the end of the day. It now becomes something like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But truthfully speaking, I mean, but again, what defines the genre, the genre of an album? Is it the musical composition? Is it what he's saying? Is it the delivery? What defines the genre of a song or the genre of an album? And where do we, where does it, you know, blend? So we had this problem, we've had this problem over the past five years with hip hop heads antagonizing description of people like Triple X Tentacion and Future and Lil Uzivers, the, the, rappers, the, South, the cloud rappers. So over the years, I think we have kind of broke it down. We, we, we decide we, the hip hop, the music world has kind of, um, become t- attuned to the, to the fact that three things or four things define the genre of, of, of an album. One, the sound, the production. Two, the mode of delivery. Three, what the person is saying. And four, what is, how do you perceive the person to be? So one, so that's why you see you go you go on um, Wikipedia and you see an album or an artist being described as rapper or an album as rap, R and B, cloud rap. So what does an emo? What does it mean? So the beats might be hip hop. What's the mode of the, the mode of which is delivering might be song rap, and then what's is what's what the, what is actually saying might be emo. So at the end of the day, let's bring it back to Nice's album. What it was the production was predominantly hip hop. F rap, F rap. What Nice was saying was doing was song rap. It wasn't rapping. It wasn't talking like the normal rapper would. But there was a flow. There's a flow scheme, recognizable flow scheme. There are rhymes, and then there are bars. Yeah. When you listen to it, there are bars. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it, basically. You're It's a hip hop album. You're One very hip hop record on this record, right? I mean, you know. The interesting thing is you're listening to it and it doesn't really sound like hip-hop. No. But it is hip-hop, yes. right? Hip-hop. Why does that sound that way? Uh, which record are you talking about? Oh, All the songs. Way. Well, like like I said, it was our understanding of the way we perceived uh, um, hip-hop to be. We believe it was bars, bars, bars. But what makes this a classic is that 10 years or now, 20, um, this is 20 years now? Um, 12 years. 12 years. And we go back and we're like, wow, it was ahead of its time. Yes. Even ahead of what we're listening to in Yankee rap. Yes. And you can now see how it fits in perfectly with what we consider hip-hop today. But back then, we couldn't think about it and be like, ah, no, this is not, now come on, you have a mood, now you have a rugged, you have someone like, am I coming up? How does it fit into hip-hop? But it's, it is actually hip-hop. Yes. The mistake a lot of hip-hop heads make it believe is that you can only be hip-hop if you rap, which is a lie. We've had parts of Beyonce discography, discography where she's hip-hop. But Even Sean Paul, to a certain extent, his biggest rapping. album, he was rapping. I think he won a Grammy for yes. a rap category that year at the end of the day. Yes. So again, it is the, what culture are you even pushing out? And you cannot tell me somebody from underdog to top dog. That is the story of hip-hop. Hmm. Hmm. Jay-Z went from a crack seller to a billionaire. Hmm. There's nothing bigger. Hip-hop is all about underdog to top dog. So the glorious, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hip-hop. Again. Let's listen to... Coffee tea produced. Yeah, Amarogo.
All right, let's talk about one downside of this album. Well, I mean, not the album, really. The visuals to the album. Wow. I, you see, back then... The That's li- something we all don't want to remember. See, back then, the league guys doing visuals right where... Shout out to Pusker, man. Peter and Paul. Yes, they knew at that. the time. And Mohits. And Mohits. They knew that they had to get... Mohits came later. Let's, but thank you very Pusker much. knew that we had to compete with the South Africans. Yes. Mm. But back then, local guys... Oh, boy. And so, that's the problem. So Sorry. you have a really great album, uh, right? Yeah. Everybody loves the album. Great singles. Everything is on point. The only thing that just messes this rollout out, right, is the marketing. Yes. Right? So the album kind of marketed itself. Yes. Why? Well, word of mouth. Word of Everybody's mouth. spreading it. It's playing at all the parties. But this is 2008. You'd drop albums with videos, yes. right? You just talked about P-Square, Mohit, right? All these guys. Even Two-Face Edibia. When you're dropping the singles, you're dropping videos. You're basically marketing your album with videos. Yeah. So somehow, word of mouth has kind of pushed this album to done the work, right? And word of mouth is the best form of marketing, right? But it takes forever for a video to drop. Now you have the lead single, Gongwaso, done amazing numbers, but doesn't have a video. Then you go ahead to release (laughs) the first video, which you Try as much as possible to do, which is street credibility with two face. You know, remember that video got hammered. <laughs> people said you cost all this street credibility, and you guys are That video, I think this is the first time Nigerians reacted to the release of a video. Yes. You know, two, again, this is 2008, right? Yes. So the internet, everybody's on Facebook, yes. few people are on Twitter, right? This is the first time yeah. I remember people going online to complain about Not something. Yeah, two face had this, but it was always word of mouth. Yes. I don't like the video, but. Yes. Street credibility. People were, I'm sure if I go and dig up I old school. <laughs> Narrow land. And, and the crazy thing is that the conversion, you don't understand because this is 2008, there was no YouTube. No. Right? So you're watching it on TV. TV. You're leaving TV. You're uh, going to the cyber cafe to, to go and complain about the video. Uh, and, and again, people now wanted Gongaso. There was no Gongaso video. No. So Gongaso video came out probably a year later. Yes. Or may, I, I mean, I can't remember. Maybe oh, nine, nine months later or something. Like late, late. But definitely didn't come out in 2008, right? Definitely didn't come out. Or you heard the story about Gongaso coming late. Ayo, can you remember? Okay. I was a journalist then, right? Yeah, so there are different stories. A so, blogger. Yeah, blogger. That's when blogging was still... <laughs> still was, was still in vogue. Shout yes. Out to, shout out to the... Uh, Bella Nanja was a blogger then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, and Linda. Yeah, those are uh, two bloggers. So the story was, first of all, that... Uh, it was even the Mohits that gave nice. So is this blog still online? No, it's not. They gave them the funds to shoot the Gongaso video. That was the first rumor. That was the first rumor. The, the band and Dajaz have never confirmed or denied. Obviously yeah. not. Yes. And nice will never answer you. True. <laughs> then they went to shoot the video. This is the own the, the gist I had. And they're shooting the video, and this was nice at the peak of nice. And Era Boys now said, Oh, damn, nice to shoot the video. Let's bomb rush the place. <laughs> They watched the place and they couldn't finish shooting that video. And it just rolled on and rolled on and rolled on. Then summer, a year later, a DVD collection came of all the videos, almost all the videos on Nice's album. And we now saw the Gongaso video online. Bruh. Before we get there, yeah. I think the official story is... Oh, there's an official story? Yeah, I think yeah. the official story is the videos had been the video had been shot and it wasn't... I, I can't remember the director. Even though I remember, I don't want to mention the director's name. And the tapes, water or a liquid poured on the tapes, the DV tapes, and they became bad. And that was the only copy they had and they couldn't shoot it again. So that's also an official story. Now, I don't know if this is true, but wow. that was the story that was spread in the industry. And that's why the videos couldn't come out 
the video couldn't come out on time. Um, I think Nice later blessed us with, you know, the video when everybody had moved on. <laughs> we didn't care, bro. Um, so there was a video to Gongwa, so there was a video to Party Rider. Yes. There was a video for even Wedding Day. There was a video for when Wedding had, Day? Yes. Lamy was in the video. Lamy was the, 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 the wife in the video. Really? There was a video for Wedding Day? Yes. If you go back, if you go, go back, to YouTube Lamy to was the wife. Right Lamy the singer. I was like, yo. And people bashed him for, one of my, this were, even hood guys were bashing like that. They, somebody said in Yoruba that in your family, do they do, do they do weddings on the beach? <laughs> All right, I can I can authoritatively <laughs> confirm that there is a video for yes, wedding day. It is, is on YouTube. You guys can go and check it out. It's it was uploaded ten years ago by YouTube account holder Joint Jams Entertainment. Yeah, by the Nigeria they, they have YouTube. YouTube. And they were paying a lot of money to yeah. get their videos uploaded. Oh, <laughs> See. So how how much can did this ruin the reputation of the album in any way? No, I don't think the so. album was so great that Nobody cared. People, people, like, and again, let's to be fair, the Gongasso video at that time, I don't think we had the skill set. I don't think any music video director had the skill set to shoot. Gongasso was too epic and I don't think any video would have would have matched what we expected. And a video shot in Cape Town wouldn't have matched it as well. Because they won't get the essence of the urban. Nigerian. Nigerian. I think the video, I think, I think the song was so big. <laughs> it was so big. Right? It was so big. It's it like scary. one dance, right? Like Drake's one dance. Doesn't have a video. I mean, except that interlude in the yeah. iTunes, yeah. Apple Music movie that he released. But I think some songs are just too big to have videos. I think artists are genuinely scared to they are genuinely scared to 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 mess up the legacy of certain songs. So they I mean, rather leave you hanging. Yeah, and actually compliment it with a video. Well, which other songs? Which other songs have like are, are really great songs that don't have videos? I mean, we could mention MI's catalog and just <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> like you said. Conversation for later. <laughs> M, M takes the cake. Yeah. All right. Impact, guys. Yeah. But before we go into Impact, what should we listen to? One record that had a video that came out, I mean, over a year later was Party Rider as well. Yes. Should we listen to Party Rider? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the impact of this album, mm. right? Huge impact. So big. Nice is actually invited to perform at Nelson Mandela's 90th birthday. That's how that's how that's how big. I mean for a new artist, right? That's really huge. This was before O2. Before the O2 madness started in Nigeria. At the time. He and was, people were coming from across the world from Mandela's birthday. And he, he touched in artists. the UK, right? Yes. Yeah. And he touched that stage, man. And it was just phenomenal. Like he's but for me, nicest impact, like the way I look at for me, it's the way how an album can change your lexicon, your language. Nice came and Gogasona became a street word. Sound. Even a simple word like, let's go there. 
It was nice. Even when he says chi chi chi, that's yes. or mille mille, that's nice. And he changed our perspective of life. And that is how you know great albums. Not just the music. How does he infuse into your daily life? And that was Gongaso. And on the other side, like he said, then a word like Casa Final became like the 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 euphemism for sex. Yeah, Casa. <laughs> yes. So and on the other side, it kind of catapulted nice into this into the superstardom into superstardom Nigerian music because you're looking at the band who was a staple at the time, Two Face who was a staple at the time. Nice. They basically created a category for nice to win at the Mamas. Basically, that was what it was. Mm. Yeah. And then the album kind of became a blessing and a cause for for nice because. Regardless of whatever I did after, how do you match up to that? It, could it was, it it was, it was a thriller. Yes, was, what thriller began for Michael And Jackson? those Bashonga tradition, those are incredible albums. Yeah, but they were they were never as good as this. So people never judged. I think albums, somebody somebody once said that classic albums are just albums that come right on time. Yes, like they come a little back behind or forward, then they all become good albums. Yeah, but he just came at the right, right time. time, and everything just fell for him pleasantly and. That's a fact, actually, yeah. because you're looking at Kingdom Come. Kingdom mm. Come was a quality album, but at the but, time, but at the time, Jay Z, right? Time. Yes, Hove. Yeah. And then 444 drops, which was basically like the the, the the offspring of Kingdom Come, and people like people like 444. So yeah, like the time, I don't think he personally believes that. I don't think it was that calculate. He made the calculation that I want to drop the album this time. It was no. just so is it providence? <laughs> providence or luck? Or just his fate? Like he would drop that album at that time, and the impact was. I think he even created a subgenre because when you listen to people like Shantizu, therefore going forward, you can see Nice's influence. Afrofusion. He they bring he brings a street, he brought a street element to Nigerian pop music, yes. and it has stayed with us till today. Till today, you listen to tracks like Shantizu's "Loke Loke." Yeah. Yes, that one that was nice. And which, "Perfect Gentleman," which was nice. Perfect was Gentleman. Yeah. And you also listen to records like uh, Case Daniels. Uh, Would you? What's the name of the other record? That Sin City. No, the one mm. before Sensity. That was, every that uh, that whiskey remixed. Get your back like the up in the VIP. What's the name of the record? I can't remember. I can't remember. Mm. No, it's not for me. Mm. I can't remember the more record. I know the record. Oh, the uncle of me. Yeah, woman, just want to have a, a good, good time. time. A good yeah. time. Yeah. Good and you listen to records like Good Time and you're like, this is yeah. nice. Nice, written all over But a little bit diluted because we can't catch up. Nice is so unique. He's one of those unique Nigerian artists that you can't duplicate. Well, that's actually a fact because Kiss Daniel sounds like nice. The vocal texture yeah. is from the Fuji yeah, 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 yeah. The sound that the way it drops was up in the VIP, put it on me. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, but... You know, nice comes with the lyrical content that you can't just it can't match. You can't just match. Yeah, the depth, depth. Yeah, and 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 you talked about you know how this then played out for his career. Do you think? I mean, he didn't feel like he was trying to catch up to, so he didn't he didn't try to produce another Kongwaso. That's mm-hmm. what I respect about it. Yeah, right? yeah, smart. On, you know, that, the yeah. following album tradition sounded different. Different. It was even more mainstream, so yes. to say, right? Yes. And um, less hip hop ish, yes. and Very more less you know pop. Yes, it was more. Of a there were still album. some hip hop elements on the album, mm-hmm. but then you had a song that was produced by Terry G in Charging Charger. Yeah, you had a song by Asha, mm-hmm. which was which he was singing on. Mm-hmm. Like the the hip hop elements were still there on this on a song like um 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 the song that had the, the heavy the heavy the heavy bass production on the on the album. The Buccaneer. Um, no, Buccaneer was very R and B. 
Brooklyn was R&B. Very sexy. So 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 he didn't even try to chase it. He didn't try no. to chase that high. No. He knew he had dropped something phenomenal and he kind of moved on to it, moved on from it. Do you also think it was because his relationship with Aidy Kabasa kind of, you know, was a bit strained? Yeah, yeah. I think also, you know, if Aidy Kabasa had really put in much work he did on on tradition like he did on Gunga so I don't think it was on every record. It wasn't on every record. Yeah. It was on some records. You yeah. also could tell that he didn't have like a whole um, yeah. control so it was of more of the like, production of the album. Oh, taking tracks from this guy, mm-hmm. taking tracks from this guy. So he didn't give that cohesiveness mm-hmm. that we got on Gogaso. It wasn't that cohesive. And let's not when Gogaso dropped, the expectation that became, oh, nice has to do it again. Yes. And this time Nigerian music has even shifted. Yes. The pressure was even high. Now people are expecting you to do more. And then it was coming into a change of guard at the time. Mm. Yeah. 2010 was a change of guard. Mm-hmm. That was when Whiskey yeah. came in. No, before came in. Yeah, Whiskey was about to come in, but one day was the man. And was one the man day at was the time. only pop music. Pop yes. music. And no. one day was, you know, they call Melody. A right? pop guy. Dr. Sid. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like going back to that smooth version of um, pop music. Yes. And before it now went back to the streets again, and Nice couldn't just. Get what people wanted at that time. Another factor was it was coming towards the gold, the end of the golden era of Nigerian hip hop mm. at the time. Mm. Yeah, because at the time people were kind of moving, they were tilting towards pop, and then coupled with the fact that a new guard was coming in, mm-hmm. nice people didn't really reckon with nice at the time, and because of the fact that the weight of the previous album was weighing heavy on him. Yeah, but and I think and I think you know even the previous album had still. Was released in 2008, but had even transcended into like the 2010s. Yeah. Yes, because he was still performing the album. Yes. People were solid, solid record. Yeah, yes. doing a whole concert just on this album. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A festival set on just the Gogaso LP. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining um, me on uh, a Music in Time podcast. No problem. Discussing Nice's Gongwaso album 2008. Salute. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. We really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, watch out for new episodes. Let's go out on street credibility. Mm. Should we? Yeah. Yes. Can we? Yeah, definitely. All right. Hey, there you have it guys hope you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe to a music in time podcast on apple podcast google podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review it as well. Don't forget to share with friends and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find all the good links in the description below. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you and catch you guys on the next episode.